Hello and welcome to Talk Woo Woo to Me, a supernatural podcast. I am your host, Athena Rodriguez, and today I have Valerie Pashal. Hey, Valerie, how's it going? Going well. Good to be here. <laughs> so uh, we met on Zoom during uh, comedy time on uh, online and COVID and stuff like that. Uh, you did so many really fun um afternoon delight open mics for for the duration and i was always blown away by by your talent um how's it going lately number one thank you i i loved afternoon delight there was it it was it was also just a unique space in the online comedy universe where i i got to just have a lot of fun um Yay. i think so right now, um, I'm doing a little bit more improv than I am stand-up, which mm-hmm. is not what I, but, you know, nothing wrong with that. Here I am. Um, <laughs> got a, got a uh, part of a small team that'll be in a um, bracket-style tournament in January. Wow. Uh, we are called Achilles and Steve. That's that's dope. I like yeah. that. Yeah, you know, you, that famous duo, Achilles you and have Steve. To. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, I haven't done a, I haven't done a whole lot of. Well, I, I I made it out to California for two um, overlapping festivals in the summer for um, the. Um, I don't remember the name of the one at the Comedy Chateau, but and then the Laugh Riot Girl Festival. Nice. Those. Oh, hi, Sam. Wow. <laughs> you know, I was Sam. low key hoping that the cat would come over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Sam <laughs> on 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 the computer. I was like, can you probably see the tail? Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, Valerie. So, uh, my first question, and sometimes it's my only question, but my first question is Do you consider yourself a spiritual person? Yes. Are you able to describe what you feel like is your uh, vibe? Um, yeah, I think I can. Um, I <laughs> he's he is very much a, a spirited cat. Yes. <laughs> so, um, what is my my vibe? I think that well, I've I've. I'm very much a um, crystals are kind of my sort of go-to modality for anything that I'm doing on any given. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) on any given day, and so I, I have a couple of them. I'm always packing. Always happy. Yeah, I've got well, I've got the um, 
obsidian on the earrings right now. I which I I try to wear at least that uh, or some version of obsidian or onyx That's at all times to kind of keep my own space clear because I realize. Uh, absolutely i did oh wait hold on you cut out or you paused oh i cut oh it's out. my yeah. internet oh dang it's my internet that's going whack wackadoo sorry about that i mean it could have been mine mine um <laughs> i mean all that it always happens like tech stuff always I, always with me so i could totally see We're that in the the like retro shade in advance of mercury retrograde right now oh, yeah. so x stuff could happen i could see that because isn't it like yeah. tomorrow i forgot when mercury retrograde starts <laughs> i think it starts tomorrow yeah oh yeah so okay all right on time <laughs> yeah i will say like Finding out about the nuances of Mercury retrograde have actually made my life so much easier. Right? Yeah. That's because how I feel. Right. Yeah. Because then I'm just like, oh, yeah, of course. It's kind of like, oh, did I go outside without an umbrella when it's raining and I got wet? Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> <clears throat> I've and noticed similar, like, yeah. Oh, did the internet go out or yeah. <laughs> once a year, one of the major streaming, like, well, social media platforms will just go down during oh, yeah. Mercury retrograde and everyone freaks out. Like it's not totally predictable. <laughs> well, that, and then um, I've noticed a lot of like, one of the things that it helps me personally is I've noticed that when it retrogrades, you uh, get the boomerang effect. So things that you haven't really kind of like took care of and you kind of put it on the back burner or you like put it to the side, those ones will come back full force into your face, like X's and unfinished business. That's why I'd like Mercury retrograde. Yeah, uh, it is kind of nice to to finish some of the business. Yeah. So I am interested to see what this one looks like, uh, especially because I, I am a Sagittarius sun. It is my Same. season. Same. Right. Your birthday just happened. It was shortly after mine. Oh, yeah. When was your birthday? First day of Sagittarius, November 27th. Ah, nice. Yeah. Mine? I, I, it, I, it took me entirely, I, I have, you know, one of those Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving adjacent birthdays. It took me yeah. 40 years to realize, oh, you want to actually celebrate this birthday, Val? Leave <laughs> only that celebrates this dumb holiday. <laughs> I love Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm hit or miss on it. <clears throat> I think uh, one of the things that I, I, I appreciate about it, because uh, I used to have a lot of years where I would not be home. Um, I would be like in foster homes, children's shelters, living with 
other family members, not my parents. So whenever we did have a Thanksgiving and everybody was together, it was like, you know, really big to me. And that's like one of the biggest things that I noticed, like in my life is always searching for family and feeling family ties. So yeah, that's, I feel like that's why Thanksgiving is so like, you know, besides the food, it's great. (laughs) Actually, that was one of my favorite things that happened over lockdown is that in the group house where I lived, we, we all just came together and made food and it was, it was nice. It was nice. It's also like really cool to hear your experience with it because it is so different from and and it it, i'm just like i i'm it's a gratitude holiday which is um yeah which which is admittedly a thing i've i've struggled with is and it's kind of beautiful to hear like somebody else speak with gratitude and go yeah that's how it's done okay Okay, I can I can work towards that. I mean, I feel like it took a long time. I I didn't uh, really feel gratitude probably until like my early twenties because it just it was so hectic all the time, and it's hard to be grateful when you're just like stressed out. <laughs> oh, you're upside down. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um... You had said that it took a long time and then I just didn't hear you anymore. I'm like, oh, dang. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, (laughs) all right. Well, enough about me. Uh, Would you like to share one of your um, or some of your woo woo experiences? Uh, Yeah. Um, I would say that uh, one thing that kind of before I went anywhere near the deep end there were hints there that I had um I I'd say the the one that I uh go back to was in 2014 I was having a conversation with a co-worker who was based out of Chicago and he was flying I think back to Chicago he had gone somewhere else and or maybe he was going from Chicago to somewhere. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. Um, and he had a layover at Dulles, which is one of the airports in the D.C. area. It's about an hour, 45 minutes to an hour away out in kind of rural-ish Virginia. And so he sends me a message during a workday saying, hey, just letting you know. I'm in Dulles, and I said, woo, congratulations uh, on being in this airport. (laughs) And said, not that I'm asking you to come out here and say hi. And what I was going to write back was, yeah, I'm not coming out to Dulles. And then I thought back on it and said, well, before I typed that in, I thought, well, if he gets stranded, I don't want him to think that I wouldn't come and get him. So what I typed in was, I'm only, it's like, yeah, I'm only coming out to Dulles if you're stranded. I got a 
phone call an hour later saying, hey, Val, guess what? <laughs> My flight got delayed. Slash oh, dang. I suppose you could come get me. And sure. And I'm just like, wait, that happened? Like, did I just talk this into existence? What, what <laughs> You're like, money, money for me. Me, money, money. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I will speak all the things into existence. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the one that I spoke into with the, like, quickest speed. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I did put a... Um, something out on Twitter years ago saying that I thought it would be a realistic comedy goal. And I I looked, it was at two in the morning that I'm posting this. And so I'm like, I think it would be a realistic comedy goal for me to want to open for Jackie Cation. And I think about eight years later, I was on an online show that Kelly Zemnickis and I had produced and she got Jackie Cation as the headliner. And I'm like, oh, it happened. That is so and awesome. So the joke that I told was that um, I made that tweet, you know, eight years ago and it's happening now. So um, enjoy my tweet tomorrow about my impending Netflix special. <laughs> <laughs> I will enjoy it. It's going to be great. I'll be like, yeah, in eight years. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. So do you think that um, manifesting, I I don't know, some people I feel like feel different about manifesting. Some people do manifesting like uh, they do um, what is called like scripting where they kind of like script write out what they think is going to happen or what they want to happen. Some people do kind of like a ritual where they write it down and then they burn it and send it to the universe. What is your kind of like technique for manifestation? Um, I would say it's not consistent. Um, <laughs> okay. It's not at all. Um, but when I first went through, um, Reiki one training, I managed the apartment that we're in, that I'm living in right now. Um, I, I wrote down, you know, this is the place that I want for Jen and the cats and I to move into. And I put, you know, this, I, I put Reiki, this thing that I, I, I know how to access energy and I have for some time, but this was really nice in that it's a practice that is something that is ancient that I can go, go towards. And I put some of it on that piece of paper. And after, um, after you sort of, awaken in it it, and everything's sort of awakening within you for the next 21 days yeah and 21 days later we found this place it was nuts 
Yeah. Holy wow. That is dope. That was my most um, ritual, kind of my biggest ritual in terms of finding that. Now, I did something similar recently, and I think what I, it, it didn't happen exactly as I wrote it, the way that the apartment did. Um, it was mm-hmm. wanting to be in a, it, it was basically a desire for a creative partnership with another person. So, which I, I still think is a thing that will happen because we both have free will and we, yeah. So, but that does involve, you know, the free will of another person. Mm-hmm. But it, it it's, there's enough, there's enough pieces there where I'm like, I think, I think this will, this will work out. I think so too. I also think that sometimes um, we'll manifest what we want and there'll be like, maybe some aspect of it will be off and we'll be like, oh, that's like off. Why did that happen? And we don't even realize it's actually not off. It's to our advantage. So you never know how it's going to work out. And I love that part about, you know, kind of uh, asking for something and seeing how, you know, you receive it. Yes. Yes. And I think that's, well, and I think that that's an important piece to remember is that, yeah, you can, one of the great things about asking is you can get specific or you can just ask for what you need, not knowing what that is. Being room to be, you know, surprised. Yeah. I love that part of it. That's dope. You know what? I also, um, I really love Reiki and I love the aspect of using Reiki to kind of like, I would say kind of like, a uh, power up your, your manifestation abilities. Um, mm-hmm. I also like, uh, Reiki because I know that it works. I I've, I've practiced Reiki and I'll tell you the, the personal story that I have with Reiki, which is I used to, um, go to school for massage therapy to be a massage therapist. And they give you like lessons on all the aspects of touching other people And one of the things was Reiki. And I remember that I was watching um, the person that was a Reiki specialist or master, you know, whatever rank it is. And uh, as he was doing Reiki along the back of his um, client, I started noticing the energy that he was pulling off her back and the energy that he was moving around and from just like seeing that being able to see the energy i was hooked i was like oh that's real that's yes reiki is real and and i absolutely admire anyone who practices it because when even if you don't have clients when you use reiki and apply it to your like everyday life you're making sure that you're balanced and that energy kind of like rubs off on other people without even realizing it, you're not even having to do anything about it. So I think that like, in a small way, people who practice Reiki kind of like, are in tune with, you know, the energy that they need to be, and heal people just by being around them. 
Yeah, I, I have noticed. I and I have noticed that. I have a a friend, a fellow comedian, in um, she's in New York, and um, she was she and still is the person that I tend to call when I need a session. Um, and she is the one who introduced me to um, her Reiki master who trained her. And I, a couple of years ago, she was doing a session for me and was like, and, and kept asking, are you sure you're not looking to do this? Are you sure? <laughs> and so she saw something. And um, so I have, um, I, I am trained through level uh, through Reiki too. And it, it is definitely something that I, at some point at any given day, I'm going to, I know I'm going to call it. Whether it's, you know, like, all right, I, let's, let's just put, put some on my palms, um, you know, align the chakras, yeah. um, you know, give, give Reiki to the cat, the cats don't need Reiki, they're, they're, they're <laughs> very, but, you know. Do you feel that Reiki makes you sensitive to um, energy shifts, but possible like entities around you? Um, possibly. Um, here's the story um, about that. One of the things that was very helpful about getting trained in Reiki was learning what it is, but also importantly, learning what it's not. And very early on, I would say about eight years ago, when I was realizing that I am sensitive to things around me, I I was carrying, actually, not this particular stone, but I was carrying uh, Chrysocola on me. Ooh. I was with a... Um, a friend of mine, um, I had just done a comedy show. She's a musician who was, you know, very much involved with the comedy community and um, also had training as a massage therapist. She had let her, um, I think she had let her certification lapse, but, you know, she knew what she yeah. was doing. And um, I had, I had let other folks, you know, within the community know, like, I have this ability, I'm willing and open. And she, you know, asked, like, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling some kind of way. Let's see what you can do for me. And I pulled, I, I'm sure I had more than one stone, but I had the price of pull on me. And I put it, like, in general, where her heart chakra was, and I started to shake. Wow. And so I was asking my Reiki master about that later on. And I'm like, Giselle, what you're telling me was that that's not Reiki. And she's like, nope. And I'm like, what the heck was that? She said, well, it was something. And I mean, apparently what it did was it kickstarted, um, uh, my friend Izzy's kind of spiritual awakening in herself. 
Wow. Was holding on to something horrific that had happened to her years ago mm-hmm. that she thought she was. And so that was, that was something. I, I don't know that it was necessarily um, an, an entity per se. I, I've had very, I very rarely have communicated. I have communicated with the other side, but it doesn't happen a lot. Oh, okay. <laughs> like I, I've, uh, my, my dad's dad and my mom's mom have communicated well with both. And with my dad's dad, it was, you know, just, I felt him in the room with me and I hadn't had that feeling in, you know, almost 20 years. So I just immediately burst out crying. Wow. Um, my mom's mom, I think, I, well, I was basically being led in a meditation and I had not talked to her in about 15 years. And she asked me why I hadn't tried to talk to her before. And I'm like, classic grandma. Oh, dang. <laughs> grandma, I don't know why I haven't called, you know? <laughs> that's, uh, I feel like that's one of the best things about uh, communicating with them is that uh, they they retain their sense of humor if not have more of a sense of humor and you're just like, well, it must be nice to be so, you know, light. <laughs> like they're yeah. very, they're very like light. I mean, I I've noticed that there's a difference with like a lot of different um, people, you know, sometimes they're not as light and they're still kind of like weighed down by their, uh, I don't know. I, I I, I can't say, I feel like it's like, if you have emotional overload, it doesn't like automatically zap away when you cross over. Like if you hold on to that, you hold on to it. And that could kind of like make you really low, make some of them very low. So I think us learning how to kind of like emotionally be able to control, not control, but kind of uh, maintain I guess is what the word, if we learn it now, we'll be a little bit lighter, you know, when we cross, because it just, it weighs down and it's not an actual physical weight, but it can be, you know, affecting our physical bodies while it's here. But dang, that's, that's awesome. I like that story. Yeah. Um, And in the same um, weekend, like long weekend when I, you know, felt my grand grandfather um i was i um one of the people that was facilitating the weekend you know had us go you know into our light body and ascend and being up there i was like oh this is why when people pass they don't necessarily feel the need to come back. Mm-hmm. Started trying to bring us back down and we're going to want to leave. I am in space. This is fantastic. <laughs> yeah. I've noticed that um, uh, when I meditate. 
hounding us all just kind of was like, and we're back. And I'm like, oh, oh. just just yank it back, huh? <laughs> oh, Kelly yanked us back. She is, she, I, I do not think some, I don't know. I, I say I don't think she knows like what power she has, but I actually do. I actually do think she knows because. <laughs> I mean, she's been apparently seeing ghosts for since the womb and is someone that I look to for guidance when it comes to um, working with the the supernatural forces because she has such practice. It's good. I feel like it's important to have somebody that you, you know, you trust that they know, you know, that something about it, because uh, I've, I've noticed that if you're kind of trying to like, you can't really do the whole journey alone. You have to have people that, you know, they know certain things and you kind of complete the, the story in a way where, you know, part of the story, they know part of the story. Everyone you meet along the way has that extra little bit to add to the story and having that is so important for all of us. And I know we kind of like end up on the hermit journey where we're by ourselves and we have to like seek the light on our own. But I I agree that it's super important for us to have people that are able to, you know, one, hold space for us when we're talking about stuff like this, but two, be able to, you know, receive the information without being judgmental of us. And that's like one of the biggest catalysts for me to be able to be myself, my most authentic woo-woo self and feel comfortable with it. Cause I don't know about you, but it was, it was not a very open thing for me growing up. It was a bad thing. It was considered bad things. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It was, it wasn't an open thing. It it was interesting to go to my childhood home, um, I want to say in like 2017 at one point, and see all of these stones that I had bought, you know, as a fifth and sixth grader and go, oh, this has always been something that attracted me. I just forgot. Wow. But it wasn't. I, not only did I just forget, I don't think well, it wasn't encouraged. No, of course not. And I, I mean, yeah, my mom will read the horoscope, but I think that's kind of as far as she would go with that. <laughs> I like, I like that you said that you went back to your to your childhood space and saw that you had a lot of rocks because when I was little I also used to collect rocks like (laughs) I had a pencil Uh case (laughs) and I would put them in the box and I would love all of these rocks like if it had a white squiggly line in the rock I would yes that's mine that I need that one if it was shaped in a weird way I wanted that rock and so I'm I'm glad that it's like legit something that carries on until your adulthood because I still absolutely love rocks and they don't have to be like pretty or sparkly although that's really awesome sometimes I have a rock and it just doesn't look appealing in any way but it just feels cool it feels nice 
Do you Absolutely. ever do you ever I, I, have I, that I, with rocks? Um, I brought some of the um, rocks back with me to DC. Although there's one that I'm thinking of that I, I wonder where it is. It was this very smooth gray rock, and I think it had like a circle of what I believe was like a calcium deposit, Whoa. like a little ring around one of the top ends. I wonder where that is. it's still back there somewhere. That would be crazy if you you found it in 21 days after this podcast. Oh, that would <laughs> That's that's probably about when I'm going to go visit my <laughs> three weeks cuz I'm I'm waiting until after the new year so that I can you know take care of all the animals. Oh yeah. Humans are going out of town. <laughs> So, um, how many cats do you have? They are brothers. Oh my goodness. I think that's the cutest way to have cats, two little brothers. Cause they're, <laughs> I heard they're <laughs> nicer. <laughs> do the cats ever see weird stuff? Um, I don't know if these two do but there was a cat that actually in my previous house they might um because um very early on in my time at the previous group house one of the roommates had a very old cat and the very old cat unfortunately passed and after that, I'm pretty sure that every other cat that lived in the house would see Hannah. Wow. And, and chase Hannah around. Because they would be chasing something and it wasn't anything we could see. Oh, wow. That is so cool. Yeah. I, I do remember there being just a feeling in the basement of that house that was not okay around the time Hannah died and so I went down there with Sage and I'm like Hannah you can stay but any other entities that are down here you gotta go wow oh my gosh have you ever I, um... <clears throat> I did not hear words and later unfortunately we did have a human cat uh, my, my roommate um, Sam the cat is named after Sam my roommate who passed but oh, I wow. in that space um, one of the other roommates had a dream about her dressed in white and we both went into the space where she passed and did a kind of ritual you know closing of that space yeah did did it feel uh, different after after you saged into the the basement? Yes, one hundred percent it did. Absolutely. Oh wow! But there was a there was a like very dark, anxious. It didn't feel okay. Like oh, I didn't wow. want to go down there. Wow. And I'm not. Yeah, and I don't think it was a person, but I do think it was something. Oof. I got chills. 
it was something it wasn't pretty it, it needed to go oh man well then it's good that you wear your obsidian earrings because those are like obsidian is like so good it's like one of my favorite stones too yeah have you noticed that it kind of like um kind of blocks you from absorbing like uh someone's negative um I don't want to say negative thoughts but like negativity in general um yeah um I especially notice it um because uh my day day job which is really my night job is bartending and (laughs) when I don't have obsidian on me I do feel like things will get to me oh wow Brad's uh, and it might not even be a big deal but things will get to me and then I'm like okay especially when I first started um a little bit less so now but I I always have um like the obsidian I'll, I'll have on me and then I'll have what I refer to as my good tip stones, which is. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, some combination of green adventuring, citrine, jade, emerald, pyrite, whatever, whatever of those are around like <laughs> pocket. That's great. I love that. Plus, I think but some of those like scary when dealing with people all the time. Oh yeah, and then I would Good. think okay, so I think that um, okay, so if even if a bar, if the bar has been around for a while, I've have I've found that even if some people go oh, well it's not very haunted. I've noticed that even if they think it's not haunted, I've seen like energies of like people who still go to that bar and they're they've passed on it's just like this weird like they're just stuck in that cycle of just going to the bar and so when people are always like let's ghost hunt I'm like you don't even have to hunt them they're everywhere they're all over the place like (laughs) just go anywhere Um, well, and one of the places where I bartend now is a historic 101-year-old theater that, and I had someone approach oh me gosh. and I had had any experience with ghosts at the theater, which I haven't, but apparently it has been on some TV show as, you know, one of the more haunted places in D.C., and what that has meant recently has been a lot of technology nonsense. Oh, dang. Because that came up during a bar staff meeting last night is our, one of our uh, makers was like, well, hey, it's haunted. It might be, it might, that might be what's happening. <laughs> like, thanks, thanks, Kareem. <laughs> that I can imagine awesome. working at a bar and going, well, I've, I think that it was the ghost's fault that the counters didn't get wiped off properly. I'm just going <laughs> to say it's their fault. I'm just saying I wiped the counter off. <laughs> they must have put they, their sticky little hands. 
Oh my gosh. You know what? I think that you probably don't um, get a lot of like uh, spooky, haunty stuff happening around you because you're wearing those earrings. Probably also, yeah. do you wear black a lot? I do. Oh yeah. I'm wearing black right yeah. now. <laughs> the black I I've noticed black really puts off like a um one it's like a self-protection vibe, but it also gives off a don't fuck with me vibe. Whenever I wear black, like I've noticed that like they kind of shy away from me. I don't know what it is. Like maybe it's a color energy thing or maybe when I feel like I'm wearing black, I'm like, rawr, like I'm a badass or something. But I've noticed that. That's actually really helpful to know because black is, uh, well, black pants is part of the uniform at that theater. Oh, wow. A lot of the people that work there um, probably, I mean, there's a couple of like colors of t-shirts and, you know, other stuff. But uh, there's a lot. Uh, the staff is often wearing black there. That so that is good to know. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it. Um, it's just one of those things where it also kind of affects how you feel about yourself. So if you feel confident and protected in your black coat or whatever accessory you're wearing, it kind of like infuses that with your energy. It's like Reiki. You're charging an object. Like, you know, you know that your obsidian earrings protect you. So that kind of like makes it more powerful in a way. That makes total sense. Mm -hmm. And it is just, I I thought of, yeah, different parts of the the journey. Yeah. Yeah. I like that part of it. Has there ever been like uh, an experience that you had that made you, I don't want to, say scared but uh kind of made you want to shut off the extrasensory part so to speak I'm, I don't know if I said that right <laughs> I I I'm struggling with that a little bit right now to be honest because um part of the extrasensory part for me is vivid vivid dreams in a way that not everybody has and a lot of it is stressful. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of it is my my own ADHD experience amplified. Sometimes when it's stressful, um, and sometimes I will like, and sometimes I actually want to sleep. Like I want to wake up, not in a panic. Because somebody had a gun pointed at me. Mm-hmm. Or, or I, I'm stressed out about how to use, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of work stress dreams, which that, I mean, that happens. I think that's, that's part of it. But I also, and one day I will actually write this out as fiction that i believe that they what is happening in dreams and what is happening here they they're both real mm-hmm. like so i i really have been in places that exist here but the geography is different 
yeah. the geography of Union because I'll go back to those places. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, I'm back in Chicago again. Uh, but it's not Chicago as I know it from my parents being from there. Wow. It's, it's different geography, but it's geography that I've seen before. Mm-hmm. And I just don't want to see that. And one thing that well, the other then there's the the dark piece of of things where dark shit happens to mm-hmm. people that I know that have come into contact with me. And there's the piece of me that is like, did I do that? Oh wow. Um, the the um I I use it as material on stage where I say, like, I'm not saying I'm a witch, I am just saying that the man who cheated on me 10 years ago is currently dying of kidney failure. Um he yeah. And there's a piece of me that's like, did I do that? And I got to be honest, he fucked over a lot of women. I'm probably not the most dangerous one he ran into. That's why you got to be careful with your karma, you know? Like, <laughs> you can't be treating people terrible and then not expect the uh, some receipts. <laughs> well, and that happened to a um, a guy that I work with. Um he got into a really nasty bicycle accident. But in advance of that, I'd been having issues with him just feeling like he could touch the thing. I'm it wasn't an argument I felt like I could have with him until and I'm like, I'm going to eventually have this argument with you because this has happened twice now. But then I had an argument with him about something completely different and it stopped. But I got, like, using your fingers to poke me in the ribs in a shit's adjacent place is not the way to tell you that you're you're moving behind me. And that happened twice. And a couple of weeks ago, he got into a nasty bike accident where what were injured were his fingers and his ribs. Oh, and my I'm like, God, those. What? And so, yeah, I have the joke. It's like, oh, I was told to, I was told to talk to HR. Well, I did. It's called hit and run. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so one of my, I, I was basically running bits for my coworkers, basically <laughs> saying, um, some of them looked a little scared, and one of them who is pretty funny himself is like, oh. I should check. We should check Val's apartment to see if there's a voodoo doll of Mike in there. There is not. Oh, dang. No doll of Mike. <laughs> but there is that piece where I'm like, I don't feel like I can take credit for either of those, but it is something that gives me pause and makes me go, okay, that's probably, you know. In, in radio head fashion, you do it to yourself. You do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why it really... Um, 
but it did give me pause to be like, is it because they ran into me? I feel okay. And this is just because I, I, I've seen when people are really trying to go out of their way to kind of like uh, punish someone in their mind. But I feel like yours is more of a case of uh, the universe seeing somebody overstepping your boundaries and kind of giving them a warning, really. (laughs) Do not fuck with this. (laughs) Exactly. Well, and the other funny thing is um, I have not bothered to watch the Matt Rife special i do not think i am going to but i did watch the bit because i i don't care if it's not something i find i i don't find him funny so why would i watch it i did see the clip where he makes fun of women with crystals and admittedly um referring to jade as no you're not carrying jade you're carrying a broken shard of a heineken bottle i'm like okay that's actually a funny line well done um but i'm (laughs) Thinking, but I'm also thinking to myself, yeah, what a historically wonderful idea you've come up with, angering the witches. And yes. uh, you're wondering why your special's getting bad reviews. What's happening? <laughs> <laughs> but also, if that broken piece of Heineken bottle is pretty enough, <laughs> like, no, I'll go I did. <laughs> bottle. It's like, yeah, I'll take this broken shard of a bottle and it'll give me the power of Dutch <laughs> brewing. Um, <laughs> Just shake it at uh, people. <laughs> the power of the... Heineken's it, it, Dutch, right? It's one of those. It has those properties. I know it. Yeah, it's green. <laughs> I like, a, I like a, good, a good green. <laughs> It's cost effective. <laughs> it is cost effective. <laughs> <laughs> well, Valerie, I really enjoyed our, our conversation. Of course, you are always welcome back to, you know, give us some more of your stories. Um, did you want to plug your social media? Uh, yeah. Follow me on Instagram. Um, it is, well, and Twitter um, for as long as I'm still on that. I'm I'm mostly still on there. I got to be honest. I'm mostly still on there because various you um, various soccer fans and soccer journalists are still on there, and that's that's the that's what I use Twitter for anymore is to complain about Arsenal. Um, so. <laughs> If you want to see various versions of COYG, follow me on Twitter at, at Lousy Humans um, or follow me on Instagram at Lousy Humans. Um, uh, it is, as it says, cats, crystals, comedy, and concerts. That's oh, nice. what's there. And so if I've got a show coming up, it'll be on that Instagram page. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Thank yeah, you so much, Phil. <laughs> when I was producing shows and Lousy Humans Presents because I, I like that name of, <laughs> I was yeah. watching a lot of drama at the time so 
All right, everybody. Thank you so much for uh, listening in with us. Thank you, Valerie. And uh, I hope you guys have a great day. Take care.